This NFL Week 18 Saturday Night Player Props edition of the NFL Propcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast brand new YouTube page. The hockey guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Welcome everyone to the NFL PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, January the 5th, currently 12.08 p.m. on the East Coast. Here to get into our player props for the two Saturday night games in the NFL. We've got the two division battles, in fact. we got the AFC North battle between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. And then we've got my Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts in a very pivotal uh, matchup. Pretty much whoever wins that matchup is headed to the playoffs more than likely. But joining me here to help me break down the Saturday night player props, I got my guy here with me from the NBA propcast here as well. It's Chris B. Captain Chris, what's going on, brother? How are you doing this Friday afternoon? What up, you know, I'm excited, man. Excited, super excited. We got a lot of uh, meaningful football and um, a lot of basketball to talk about a little bit later as well. But yep. we got meaningful football, you know, and uh, a couple games on a Saturday before Sunday. We're bombarded with games. So it'll be it's kind of cool to, when you can when we, we talk about this a lot when we do NBA. But, um, you know, kind of cool when when you can, uh, you know, kind of isolate some of these games and do some deep diving. Right. Especially with playoff implications. So excited to break it down with you, my brother. Let's do it. Yeah, 100%, man. It's going to be uh, two exciting games, or at least one exciting game for sure. I know there's a lot, a lot to play for for the Baltimore Ravens. They've already locked up the number one seed uh, in the AFC, and the road goes through um, Baltimore for the playoffs in the AFC. So definitely excited to uh, see what transpires as a Ravens fan. But, hey, um, Chris, obviously Week 18 also means uh, contract incentives, and I know there's been a lot of circulating on the Instagrams and the X's of the world and uh, people putting out what is exactly needed for a lot of these players to hit some contract bonuses. But, um, you know, we'll talk about it at least for both games here and if if anything does transpire here. So let's start off with the first game. Uh, uh, we'll just go in rotation order here. Um, and we'll talk about the contract incentive first and then we'll kind of get into our player props from there. Or we'll just take you by game. I guess we'll do that here, Chris. So... Um, first game on the Saturday afternoon card, it's going to be, like I mentioned, the AFC North battle, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are in uh, Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Now, um, the only contract incentive that I did see that was meaningful in this game was going to be OBJ uh, needing a couple of touchdowns and him needing, uh, I think, some X amount of yardage. Well, that's not really going to matter in this game because he is abs- uh, he's uh, been ruled out. Uh, for this game has um, OBJ. But other than that, I really didn't see any key incentives, <coughs> excuse me, on the Steelers side. So just to put in perspective for uh, Odell, he needed 185 yards for a $750,000 bonus, five catches for $250,000 bonus, then two touchdowns for a $500,000 bonus for OBJ. But again, like I mentioned, he's not going to be playing, so we won't waste time on that. But 
Chris, as far as contract incentive for the Steelers and the Ravens, did you see anything else that stuck out? No, nah, those were the biggest ones, man. I know we had talked off air yesterday about OBJ, uh, you know, <laughs> tweeting out or xing out. Uh, you know, don't <laughs> don't look forward to 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 to, yeah. to me. Um, it sounds like sounds like everything that's coming from Baltimore is that you know we're we're fine where we are. We we've done you know our, our due diligence and done the job that we wanted to do, and we're gonna rest. Uh, you know, they'll get a, another another week of rest, and hopefully, you know, that doesn't bite them in the butt. We've seen that bite teams in the butt on the back end, but. You know, it sounds like they're just going to rest their guys and uh, should create some opportunities for, I think, honestly, a, a few more players to, you know, to have a little bit more success. I don't know how much success is, is, is going to be warranted just because of the weather and how much that's going to impact the game. Uh, Northern Virginia and on the West Coast, on the East Coast in general, we're, we're, we're expected to get some weather. I think that's going to impact that game for sure. Um, but, yeah, I didn't see really anything else on the contract incentive list for, for either one of these teams. All right, so let's get into our player props for this game. I know it's a very, very limited market right now, uh, not only for these two games, but also the games on Sunday. Again, we're still in the midst of figuring out which teams are going to have their guys out there, which teams guys are sitting. And we've started to see some new Surleys come out, but again, the books have been a little bit slower. I get rightfully sold this week to drop player props here. But Chris, uh, player props for the Ravens and Steelers, man. What are you looking at? So I know... Uh, first and foremost, <clears throat> Mason Rudolph. Looking at looking at Mason Rudolph, this dude is uh, you know, he's been balling the last couple of weeks. I, I went through and looked at looked at his passing yards, and and they're they're much higher than uh than they than he's projected to uh this week specifically. I, I actually like him to go under. You know, if I kind of mentioned, kind of hinted at it already, but uh, you know, just looking at looking at the. First and foremost, the weather, I think, is going to have a tremendous impact in this game. And I also just don't think that – I don't think that Baltimore is going to roll over at all, right? Like, they, this is a divisional game. Like, yeah. I know they're three-and-a-half-point dogs here, but they're, they're not going to allow Pittsburgh – like, Pittsburgh needs to win this game, and they need some help as well, of course, to to be able to make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, just going through and looking at his yards, you know, he, he put up 290 two weeks ago against, against Cincinnati, and then he went on the road in, in Seattle and put up 274 as well. Uh, his number, this this the, the highest number I see right now is actually uh, 193. So I mean, clearly the books are telling you they expect them to kind of come back down to earth. We know Baltimore, even even if they do rest some of their defensive starters, they still are really really they're competitive. That's what they are. You know, when you, when you think about the Baltimore Ravens, you think about them in the preseason, right? And and everybody wanted to back them in the preseason because we know you know they just have that infectious energy and that 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 culture right about themselves so i actually like mason rudolph for for weather purposes um and you know just because i think baltimore is not going you know they, this is a divisional game and one of the biggest uh, divisional opponents so i do think uh they'll take this game serious even without their starters being out there and i like mason rudolph to go under uh like i said the weather just the, a little bit more on the weather i was looking into this so first and foremost the 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 projected um wind gusts uh, you know, if it's up to 40 miles per hour. Wow. So I think, and that's kind of correlated with another play I'll talk about here in a second, but Mason Rudolph, um, you, you, we first, you, so you got the weather. You also got the, the wind. You also got the, like I said, it's going to be a sleet, snow kind of mixture. And I think that could also impact this game. So not a good game for, you know, passing yards, <laughs> a lot of passing yeah. uh, touchdowns in general. So give me Mason Rudolph in this first one. You know, I'll take his under uh, 193. 192 and a half uh, passing yards here in Baltimore. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously, you know, like you mentioned with the weather and I think just familiarity with both of these teams as well, right? I know Mason Rudolph had one start against the Ravens. This was all the way back in 2019. So maybe that data is not really relevant, but uh, in that game, he was 13 of 20, 131 yards in that game, did have one touchdown uh, for the Steelers. But um, I think you're spot on. It's, again, this line is short. The total is on the, uh, it's dropping. It's all the way down to 34 and a half right now. And like you mentioned, the weather is going to play a significant factor uh, in this game on Saturday uh, between these two teams. So I couldn't talk you off of the under for Mason Rudolph. Uh, where I looked the other way, and I guess this was probably something from honorable mentions, but I, I, th- I think I just want to kind of discuss it with you here as well, uh, Chris, is that I was probably looking at Tyler Huntley is going to get the, or Tyler Huntley is getting the start here for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I was looking at the rushing yards to go over in this game, right? And again, because we did mention that this the offense is probably going to be generated on the ground for both of these teams. We know what like the Ravens like to do offensively. Um, they run first team or they were, um, and also for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if we see if Najee Harris is playing in this game or if we're seeing a Jalen Warren playing in this game, but I think Tyler Huntley is a quarterback like similar to Lamar Jackson that likes to scramble. And Tyler Huntley has actually made, uh, three starts against the Steelers in his career. And in those three career games, um, on the ground, he has games of, and I'm trying to go back to last season because I do remember watching this game. So last year, right around this time, January 9th, he had 12 attempts for 72 yards in that game. Earlier that month, back in December of 2022, nine attempts for 31 yards. And then also um, earlier this year, um, January 1st uh, on New Year's Day, 2023, seven attempts for 24 yards. So if this number is anywhere around 24 and a half, 25 and a half yards, I would be looking at Tyler Huntley to go over on his uh, rushing yards or even his rushing attempts. But he's had at least seven rush attempts in each of the three games in his career against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, that's the one way I was looking at in this game here, Chris, as far as a player prop for the Ravens side. Yeah, there's no way I could talk you off of that. I mean, if I do expect, uh, you know, Pittsburgh to. Um, play hard, like we said. They, 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 they still they are not quite eliminated. So you do expect them to play really, really hard. Uh, you know, in this game, and their defense has has really stepped up in some spots as well. Uh, and if they're putting pressure on the quarterback, because uh, you know Baltimore decides to rest a couple offensive linemen as well, um, you know, just to kind of keep everybody fresh, then he he could definitely uh, you know feel some pressure and have to use those legs to to be able to get out the pocket and make some plays. I could not talk you off uh, taking his, his rushing yards over here in this, in this spot, you know. Uh, what else you got for this game here, Chris? Uh, so I actually like – I like Jalen Warren. Um, I, 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 there was a couple of different ways I feel like you can kind of play him. I know he is splitting that backfield, of course, but um, receptions was the way I chose to play him ultimately. Number is a tad yep. juice to minus 130. Uh, actually, the number is actually not even out on a lot of sports books. I, I think I saw it on just one. So definitely shop around. You may be able to get a better line when it, when it drops at other places. But I looked at Warren, you know, I've been, I'm pretty sure this is something that, that you saw as well because I know how much you look at, uh, you know, uh, these receiving uh, running backs. And he actually leads the receiving uh, back. He is the receive. He's the leading receive, receiving back out of that Pittsburgh backfield. He's cleared the four reception mark in four straight games, and he's uh, a nice security blanket for, for Mason yeah. Rudolph in, in his Pittsburgh offense. So – you know, I already talked about the weather off, you know, being being a big uh, effect of this game as well. So I do think it'll be a lot of, you know, dump down passes with those gusts of up to 40 mile per hour winds and the, the chance of sleet and freezing rain and all that stuff. I think we see a, a reduced, 
I think we just see this, uh, you know, reduced downfield plays and increase of Warren's ability to be able to be utilized closer to the line of scrimmage. So maybe some some checkdowns to him, uh, you know, maybe a couple screen passes. But I expect, uh, you know, this to be a rock fight. You know, if you, you talked about the under. You know, I, I went back and looked. Since the 2021 season, these teams have played five times. They've gone over zero of them. So they're 5-0 and to the under. We're expecting a dogfight. The average score, you know, is 16-14. to 14. So we're talking about wow. 30 points over the last five games with all of them going over, all of them going under. And one of them was actually an overtime game as well. So uh, I expect it to be a rock fight, you know, rock fight of a game, a lot of running the ball. Uh, but when it is passed, I don't expect for the wide receivers to have super big days today, which is why I like Jalen Warren to go over these three-and-a-half receptions here. Yeah, John Warren's been my MVP this season uh, as far as player props go. So I couldn't talk you off of Jalen Warren uh, for sure in this game. And again, again, like I think you nailed it again that if it is going to be a passing game, it's going to be short Dinkin and Dungan screen passes, um, you know, trying to keep the defense honest, at least through the passing game as well. I think that, you know, it, the the guy, like you mentioned, for the Steelers as far as her, in their pass catching is Jalen Warren. So 100% agree with you on that. Um I didn't have much else for this game. And like we mentioned, it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a rock fight. And again, some of the props are really limited right now uh, for these games. So um, anything else you have for this game, Chris? All right. Um, let's get over to, well, before we get over uh, to the next game on the Saturday night schedule, let me tell everyone about price picks. Um Price picks is some of the most fun I've had winning game or winning uh, money 25 times my money this football season. And now I can also do that for the NBA and college basketball season as well. It's pretty simple on price picks. All you do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Like I mentioned with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials leagues tab a league that's been specifically created for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues so for example lebron james and travis kelsey have a projected number of 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions you can play that over on price picks price picks also even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. Uh, PricePix is the only daily fantasy, daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. And PricePix is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. I have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. What makes PricePix the number one daily fantasy sports app? So all you got to do is go to pricepix.com slash SGPN. And use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash SGPN using promo code SGPN. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And we're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast hoodie giveaway. The Hockey, the Hockey Gambling Podcast just launched their new YouTube channel, giving away a, a Hockey Gambling Podcast hoodie to celebrate Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. All right, Chris, let's keep it rolling here, my man. The next game on the Saturday night schedule, that is going to be the Houston Texans. They are in Indianapolis to take on the Colts in this game. And this game has big playoff implications as well. Obviously, we talked about it at the top of the episode that pretty much the winner of this game is more than likely headed to the um, playoffs. Also, 
whichever team does win this game, and if Jacksonville lose their game, the winner of this game may just end up being the AFC South division champion as well. So keep that in mind uh, when you are you know, looking at betting uh, in this game for the side total. Uh, but more importantly, for player props, we'll start here with the um, contract incentives. So there's two for this game, both on the Texan side. And the secret is out about Dalton Schultz, who needs four receptions for a $250,000 bonus. And he needs six catches for a $500,000 bonus. Now, Chris, I'm going to say this because, like I said, that the secret is out about Dalton Schultz. When you see sports books reporting that 99% of the money is on Dalton Schultz to go over four and a half receptions, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure you agree with me. That's a huge red flag for me. Um, and then I'll mention the second one here. I think this one makes a little bit more sense to me is the Texans running back, Devin Singletary. He needs 84 total yards to get to 1,200 um, scrimmage yards for the season, and that'll unlock a $250,000 bonus uh, for him in this game. If this wasn't a playoff game, essentially, Chris, that I would say, hey, maybe get on the Dalton Schultz prop, but I don't think that the Texans are going to be forcing the ball to Dalton Schultz to get him his contract incentive bonus here. Look, it could happen, but I'm personally, I'm not going to be playing it because number one, um, everybody is all over the sports book are talking about how 99% of the money is on the overs for Dalton Schultz and also it being pretty much a playoff game for the Texans and that, um, they're going out obviously to win this game here. So, um, do you have any thoughts on that before we talk about the player props in this game, um, about Dalton Schultz and his contract incentive? Uh, I think you nailed it. You know, like I, I, while we would love to, is, is that plus money? You know, the book, the books aren't idiots. They they set these lines accordingly. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't, and, and I do expect this to be a really high scoring game. I think this is the one of the better. This is definitely the better game for props. If you're you know looking to take overs, just because it's a controlled environment, we know that the coach yeah. plays out of dome. Um, but the playoff part, you know, like you mentioned, and like I said, I'm not going. I'll, I'll be quick, but like D'Amico Ryan's is not. He doesn't care. <laughs> he no. has no he has, he has no he has he has no care at all because when we're thinking about D'Amico Ryan's and his accolades, they're not gonna say, oh yeah, Dalton Schultz uh got two hundred, you know, got five catches in that last game. So that's not tied to D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan wants to win football games. So no matter how they need to do it, you know, th- I think it's gonna be done. And I, I just wanted to kind of reiterate that point that yeah, I wouldn't be there on Dalton Schultz. You look at his targets, you need, even the handicap, like you look at his targets they have gone yeah. up. Of course, you guys are missing Tank Dell. Um but you know, still plenty of other receivers on this on this football team, and and I think you guys are going to use a balanced attack as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not there on uh, Dalton Schultz. Sing- Devin Singletary maybe a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit better uh, option, but yeah, not Dalton Schultz. Receivers catching uh, tight ends catching five passes is it's a lot sometimes, even for Kelsey, and he's one of the better wide receivers. Yeah, and I will say this. I know what Brown is going to be inactive for this game for the Texans. So, again, like I mentioned, it is, there is, a, a again, a world of possibility that Dalton Schultz does get there just because of the lack of receivers and playmakers available for the Texans in this game, especially at the wide receiver position. But keep that in mind that, again, the secret is out about Dalton Schultz in this game that, again, uh, he needs uh, four catches for him to get to that uh, contract incentive bonus right now, that number is priced at four and a half uh, at plus odds. So again, like, uh, like Chris mentioned that these books are not dummies. They know what is going on. Um, 
Chris, I'll actually start it off here. I'm actually going to get behind Devin Singletary, but just because he is a running back and the Texans with Devin Singletary have found some success him at the running back position. Damian Pierce hasn't really panned out for this Texans team as, as far as coming out of the backfield, but we've seen teams, or I'm sorry, we've seen uh, Devin Singletary actually have pretty good games uh, for this Texans team uh, all throughout the season. And also, if you go back and look at the snap counts for Devin Singletary um, and the percentage of snap counts he's taken, it's he's by far at 60 plus percent over some of the other depth wide receivers, or sorry, the running backs that we do have for this Texans running back room last week, 16 attempts, 80 rushing yards against the Titans. He had nine for 44 against the Cleveland Browns, 26 for 121 against the uh, Tennessee Titans. Again, over the last uh, five games, he's had 72 attempts for 346 rushing yards. Uh, that's 4.8 yards per carry for Devin Singletary. Then we also take a look at what um, the Colts are giving up to that running back position. Um, these two teams did match up in week two. Not a lot of success for the running backs of the Texans because Damian Pierce got the bulk of the carries and he finished that game with 15 carries for 31 yards. But over the past couple of weeks here, so I'll quickly read this off the, what the Colts have allowed to the tight end, sorry, to the running back position back in week 13 against the Titans. Derrick Henry ran for 21 carries, 102 yards in that game. Tajay Spears as well for the Titans, 16 carries, 75 yards against the Bengals. Joe Mixon, 21 for 79. Uh, against the Steelers, Jalen Warren, 10 for 40. Najee Harris, 12 for 33. The Atlanta Falcons, Tyler Algier, 9 for 69. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 12 for 72. Cordell Patterson, 7 for 26. And last week um, against the Raiders, the Raiders running back, Samir White's 20 uh, carries for 71 yards. So right now, the uh, number four, uh, Devin Singletary in this game is sitting at 63 and a half. I would also take a look at his rush attempts to go over in this game as well, because again, he's been the better running back for this Texans team and putting the contract aside. I, I think where you're in a, in a game here, um, you're going to want to establish a run as well. Right. And I think that Devin Singletary, whether you want to play his receiving yards and rushing yards to go over that numbers, at, I believe 84 and a half, if I'm not mistaken, I'll double check it here, but I am going to be on Devin Singletary in this game here. Uh, Chris, yeah, you know, that was excellent. That was excellent. And me and me as well. I like the rushing yards a little bit more than the attempts, but uh I, I just feel like I feel like so so let me start by saying this. The Colts have been an over team. Their their defense is just not that great this year. Yeah. Uh, eleven and five to the over is the, the 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 highest percentage of overs. So we're looking at the the Washington Wizards here, you know, of, of the <laughs> of the NFL. Um but but you know, taking a, a deeper look and, and it's correlated to another player prop as well. Um Seven and one to the over at home, you know. Yeah. So when they're at home in that, that yeah. dome, yeah, there, there's like there's a you know a shootout uh, waiting to happen. And and with CJ playing as well as he has, um, you know, kind of getting getting him back and being able to have a more balanced attack. I love that you know CJ just comes back and you guys still kind of keep that run established uh, with your Texas, you know, because he ran for sixteen, his sixteen carries last week for eighty yards. So why why would you mess why would you mess that up? You know, this week especially in a, a very very meaningful game. Uh, I think you do whatever you have to do, and I think that, you know, D'Amico Ryan's and and this offensive, uh, the, all of the offensive coaches and offensive coordinators, uh, you know, probably think if they're thinking like I'm thinking, they're thinking that you know Devin Singletary having the ball in his hands is better. You, you guys' offense is better with yeah. than him not having the ball in his hands. So while I think CJ still plays well, 
I do like uh, I like Devin Singletary as well. So I played his rushing yards over here in this spot. Uh, all right, what else you got for this game here, Chris? So same same thing. I talked about the shootout. Like I said, seven and one to the over, <laughs> eleven and five on the season. Uh, CJ Stroud, I like your boy. Him, you know uh, his his passing yards two fifty five, two fifty six and a half. Uh, definitely shop around because I did see the number go up just a tad bit, but he missed a couple weeks, of course. Uh, you know, he was out with injury, but then last week he kind of came back and got a chance to kind of shake off some of that rush. The game was over with at halftime last week. You guys smashed the the Tennessee Titans just uh, last week, 26-3 in that blowout. So they, they didn't really need him much, and he didn't go over. But going back, you know, to to let's go back, uh, you know, just a few games ago before his two most recent games, uh, this was a number that CJ was getting pretty consistently him you know he, he had uh passed for 257 or more uh yards in five straight games and this game like I said it's gonna be played in a dome we're not worried about weather at all it's not gonna be a drop of drop of rain in there and uh to me CJ just seems like you know he he performs best in those those really big moments so I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the number right here with with CJ you know and take his over 257 uh and a half 257 or more passing yards here. Uh, like I said, I think the game could be a shootout. Gardner Minshew and those guys are and Pittman are not going to just, you know, roll over. Um, last week, uh, Aiden O'Connell, I know we talked about him. Yeah. He threw for 299 yards against his defense. And then a few weeks before that, when they faced another competent quarterback, it was Jake Browning who went off for 275. So um, I like CJ in this spot. I mean, if I think he could have a, a, another really, really big game. So give me, give me CJ to go over his 256 and a half passing yards here. Yeah, I mean, look, no disrespect to Aiden O'Connell, uh, but when he's his 30 of 47 for 299 yards against his Colts team, uh, I'm very interested to see what um, CJ Stroud is going to do uh, in this game here as well. So, yeah, I, I can, I definitely can get behind this. Um, I'm not sure if CJ Stroud did play in the game earlier this season against the Colts. I want to see what he did in that game. I think that was his second game. Um, against the uh, Colts in that game. 30 of 47, 384 yards passing in that game for uh, C.J. Stroud against the Colts. So, uh, yeah, I can definitely get behind this one as well. I was also on C.J. Stroud. I'm going to join you on that passing yards. I just took his attempts over as well. Um, You know, quarterbacks have been able to throw the football against him. Again, if we're expecting this to be a shootout um, and a little bit of back and forth, I I think that we will see uh, C.J. Stroud get over this number of uh, the, the pass attempts in this game. So, uh, definitely can get behind that here as well. Um, Chris, you have any other player props for this game? Now, those were the two main ones I like. It's difficult, you know, if I was trying to really wanted to get there with with a wide receiver just for, you know, for the connection piece from CJ Stroud. But I think I'm going a, I'm to a stay off and just root for CJ specifically in this one, uh, no matter where, where he goes with the ball. I like, I like CJ a lot. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about uh, Nico Collins uh, in this but, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? If we do like the passing yards over um, for CJ Stroud in this game, um, that I think that ball is going to go to uh, Nico Collins uh, in this game. And against the Colts earlier this year, he went off seven receptions, 146 yards receiving for Nico Collins in that game against the Colts. So I think that's probably a little bit of correlation that if we do like the over four, um, CJ Stroud that that it's going to go to Nico Collins in this game. Uh, all right, Chris, um, that is the two games for Saturday. We kind of went through the contract incentives, gave out a couple of player props that we do like that are ones that are available uh, right now for the Saturday games. Do you have any honorable mentions before we uh, get to our best bets and our price picks entry? 
Man, one I really, I, I guess I just kind of want to get your input on this. You know, I was looking at Michael Pittman and we we talked about, we haven't really talked about Michael Pittman a lot on the show, but I think it might've been Rod that brought him up uh, a yeah. couple weeks ago. And um, his, his reception prop uh, is seven and a half. You know, that, that number is really, really high. I know the Texans don't have the greatest pass defense, but, and I know he also, you know, just kind of going back and I, I did the, did the research. He did have eight receptions against you guys on 12 targets uh, in week two of the season. But I just feel like in the, you know, you guys knowing what's coming, right? Like I, I just kind of feel like he, he's also kind of, you know, just not performed well recently. I mean, he's only gotten he has back-to-back weeks against Pittsburgh and, and uh, you know, against the Raiders, where he didn't go over this number and his targets have actually decreased. So I was potentially thinking about going under. It is a tad bit juice. I think it's like minus 148. Um, but number probably is kind of spot on. So I wanted to just wanted your thoughts on that one, you know, but nothing else outside of Michael Pittman. Yeah, I think for, for Michael Pittman Jr., like he is obviously, there's no question, their number one wide receiver, right? And he's going to get the targets, but I think the Texans might just kind of game plan and be like, hey, you know, maybe throw, you know, shade the safety over to Michael Pittman's side and then, you know, make somebody else beat us. Um, and I went back and kind of looked at what Jonathan Taylor um, has done against his Texans team. And he's had a lot of success on the ground against the Texans. He didn't play in the game earlier this season. Um, and I'm not going to put any stock into what Jonathan Taylor has done in the past against his Texans team because this rush defense for the Texans over the past several seasons, excluding this year, was by far the worst in the National Football League. I mean, everybody was running all over them. But this season, they have a tremendously improved under D'Amico Ryans. So I think the one thing that kind of intrigued me and maybe a pivot away from Michael Pittman Jr. is probably maybe taking a look at Jonathan Taylor's um, receptions to go over something similar to Jalen Warren that we talked about. Because you take a look at what he's done uh, as far as catching the football against the Texans, three, four, one, zero, four receptions. And then we're kind of just going to go through his game log. Um, I know that he hasn't really gotten a lot of receptions over the last four weeks here, but I think that if the Texans are going to shut down and limit the running attack of the uh, of the uh, Indianapolis Colts and they're going to make somebody else beat them uh, and covering Michael Pittman Jr. Because Derek Stingley Jr. has been playing really well. I think he's going to do a great job of Michael Pittman Jr. So I think that a pivot might just be a Jonathan Taylor receptions prop or his receiving yards to go over in this game. That's kind of what I was thinking. But I agree with you that I think that number it's it's. That's seven and a half for a reason, just because we know he gets the targets and he's done the receptions um, more times than not, not only this season, but throughout his career. Um, but he's also only averaging about, I think, what, five uh, receptions per game uh, against the Texans in his career. Let me double check that and see what he's done. Uh, I know you mentioned he did it earlier this season, but outside of that, I don't think he's had a lot of success against the Texans team as far as receptions go. And again, when we talk about division opponents, you're kind of familiar uh, with what, um, you know, the tendencies are of your division opponent. So he's only had two games in his career in seven games where he's gone over seven and a half uh, receptions here, Chris. Yeah. makes a lot of sense. You know, I just feel like you got to be locked in and focused, you know, to, to be able to get this win and execute the game plan and the game plan. I mean, it's pretty simple. You got to find a way to slow down Michael Pittman. So I, 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 I wanted to get there on the under, but didn't quite get there. I think I'll enjoy uh, CJ a little bit more, you know, and, and kind of stay off of this one here. All right, uh, let's put together our price picks entry for the Saturday games here, uh, Chris. Um, 
Let's see here. Let me get over to prizepicks.com. Again, make sure you use our promo code SGPN. On your first deposit, you'll get a uh, deposit bonus uh, of up to $100 and use promo code SGPN. So we're both in agreement about CJ Stroud on his passing yards. So I'll go ahead and put the more than 216 and a half passing yards. That's what the number right now is for CJ Stroud over on price picks. I uh, also do like the Jalen Warren uh, one that you mentioned. Let me see if they have that out yet here. Uh, no, not yet for Jalen Warren. I do see Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Michael Pittman. Um, I know we both like Devin Singletary, so we'll go more than that on his rushing yards. That number's at 63 and a half. Um, anything else, Chris, that we want to throw in here? Maybe another something from the Steelers and the um, Ravens game? Oh, you said Mason Rudolph, right? Yeah, Mason Rudolph under on his passing yeah. yards. What number do you see? Is it 190? It's, it's 191 and a half. Yeah, 191 and a half. I like I like him to go under. Uh, like I said, Tyler, it's going to be a big factor too. Yeah, they have Tyler Huntley 161 and a half as well. I kind of like the under. Oh, sorry, the uh, less than that on that as well. But yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly rock fight of a, yeah, of a game. Yeah. Rock rocks and snow, you know, <laughs> and wind blowing everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll throw in Mason Rudolph in there uh, for this entry. So, all right, we're going to go C.J. Stroud, more than 260 and a half passing yards. Devin Singletary, more than 63 and a half rushing yards. And then we'll go Mason Rudolph, less than 191 and a half passing yards. Uh, that $100 entry will get you a nice return of on the power play to go three for three of $500. Again, make sure you go to prizepicks.com and use our promo code SGPN. You'll get that first deposit bonus of up to $100. All right, Chris, let's throw in our best bets here before we wrap up this episode for the Saturday games here. What's your best bet for the Saturday games? I'm going CJ. You know, I'm excited for this game, man. Like I said, in the dome, uh, CJ has this wow factor about him. And, you know, he's had it all year. I love that he got a chance to, uh, you know, knock the cobwebs off last week. And um, I love CJ to, you know, just to kind of sling that thing around, man. I mentioned it, but I'll I'll re-mention it. Colts are 11-5 11-5 to the over this season. Uh, this defense has not been great. The Gardner Minshew continues to put up pretty big numbers as well. So I do think CJ, you know, I don't, I don't see a blowout happening at all, which is why I mentioned that. And then 7-1 and to the to the over when they're playing in Indy as well. So uh, tons of points, tons of yards. Uh, I think this is the the over game for the, the props. And I like CJ more than anything here, you know. So give me him uh, to go over his uh, 256 and a half or, you know, wherever you can get the best number at here. Yeah, no argument for me on, on that for C.J. Strauss. Curious to see what his passing touchdowns number was in this game. One and a half at minus 105. I think I'm going to take that, man. I'm going to take yeah, that. Little, I'll, 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 I'll go with you, too. You know, I'll, I'll take that with you. Because if we're expecting this to be a shootout, and I know we talked a lot about Devin Singletary, and he should have success on the ground here against the Colts as well. But I think this number is one and a half because – the two prior games before the concussion protocol he was in, he didn't have a get against the Jets, but that was in New York um, against the Jets, where the Jets are a pretty good uh, passing defense. And then against the Denver Broncos, uh, which was pr- essentially at that time for both those teams, um, was a playoff game because both at the, in the standings at that time, back on December 3rd, both the Denver Broncos and the Texans were, I think, tied in the standings. Uh, and pretty much whoever would have won that game would have gotten to the playoffs. But 
Uh, like we mentioned, he had a great game this uh, earlier this season against this uh, Colts team, 30 of 47, 384 passing yards, two touchdowns in that game. Um, and he's had, again, multiple, multiple games this season where he's had at least two passing touchdowns, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, of the, that would make it seven of the 15 games he's played this season um, that he's gotten at least two passing touchdowns. And again, like Chris mentioned multiple times and again, hundred percent agree that when you're playing in Indy in the dome this season, it, it's just turned into a shootout. Uh, between uh, those two teams. So I think C.J. Stroud can definitely get two passing touchdowns here. So I'm going to take C.J. Stroud over one and a half passing touchdowns. That's minus 105 right now, currently over on DraftKings. All right, Chris, that's going to wrap it up, my friend, for this PropCast. Nice, short, and sweet for the NFL Week 18 Saturday night games uh, for our player props and talking some contract incentives as well. Um, Anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? No, nah, that's it, man. Uh, just, you know, going along with what you're saying, you know, uh, going back to our guy A.O., Aiden O'Connell threw for two passing touchdowns last week. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this as well. So, yeah, but no, that's it, man. Enjoy the games, everyone. Bet responsibly, of course. And, uh, you know, it's good to get meaningful football. So, uh, yeah, just enjoy the games, man. Definitely, uh, you know, check me out on, t- on Twitter or X at CrispyCapping2Ps2Ns. Two two uh, and uh, like I said, enjoy the games, everyone. Yeah, man. Last weekend of the NFL regular season, uh, like Chris mentioned, meaning, meaningful football on Saturday and obviously a lot of games on Sunday as well. Uh, Rod and myself will do the Sunday games later this afternoon. So tune us with us then. Then right as soon as we're done here for watching us live, Chris and I, we're going to go over to the NBA uh, prop cast as well. Do our player props for the Friday night cards to so join us there as well. Uh, make sure to follow Chris on X. That's at Crispy Cabin, two P's, two N's. You can follow me on X at SportsNerd824. Uh, again, like Chris mentioned, enjoy the games this weekend. Last weekend of NFL regular season football. We'll talk to you guys on the road. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>